Hello everybody, this is Michael Colomb with Mimosas with Michael. If you listen to the podcast, then you know that I love horror movies. And you probably also know that I wrote a script with the writer of Friday the 13th, Victor Miller. Um, and you may also, also know that before I did Mimosas with Michael, I had another podcast called When Gay Meets Straight. Or I'm sorry, When Straight Meets Gay. My own podcast, I can't remember the name. Anyways, um... Even though it was a short-lived podcast, it was a lot of fun. And we did a really fun, awesome interview for Friday the 13th with Victor Miller, the writer, Harry Manfredini, the composer, and Adrian King, the lead actress, um, on that podcast. And I've always been such a fan of that, uh, taking the time to get them together. And I recently ran across that recording that we did for When Straight Meets Gay. Um, And I wanted to host that particular recording and share it with my new audience. So here is Mimosas with Michael presents Friday the 13th interview on the Win Straight Meets Gay podcast. Grill like what, like burgers, like hot dogs. What? Are you about to to grill like burgers and hot dogs? I'm about to grill kebabs. What's up? Oh shit, bro! Oh, shit. This is Richard and Michael from the podcast. When get when are we? Called? When straight meets gay? Oh wow, yeah, I've heard you guys. Oh cool, man. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm sorry you're about to grill. Like you know, sorry to hold you up, but we just wanted to talk with uh with Trey Melton, the at the Trey Melton. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. this is this is what a what a treat. So look, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> we're about to record the Friday the 13th thing, man. Oh, you are? Nice. You're nice? Oh, but we knew you weren't going to be here. So we thought it'd be cool if we just did a real quick intro and then we'll record it with you and then we'll edit it on. Uh, Isn't that cute? You guys are the sweetest. Dude, we're recording you so good right now, dude. Recording this. Oh, sh- we're recording right now. <laughs> Have you met us? That's all we. Richard just What's starts. What's up, with- y'all? Hey, I'm huge fans of you guys. I've heard. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude, thank you, man. We're huge fans of you, bro. Like you're killing this it, is man. Crazy. Is my is my mom listening right now? Yeah, mom? dude. No, we have your mom on oh. the show right now. Hey, oh, Trey, baby. Mom, love- hey, I'm I'm in North Carolina, and I, I came to see you, and it's your birthday today, and you're. Oh no, here. I'm in LA, partying with when straight meets gay people. Holy crap. A lot's changed, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh, oh dude. They they thank you for picking up the phone trade, taking some time out of your, your celebrity, you know, to, to join us and, and do this intro with us. Thank you so much. We miss yeah, you, Trey. I miss you guys. Come I back. miss y'all too. We're, we're gonna uh I'm gonna see y'all as soon as I get back. So Yeah, yeah, when you get back, dude, um we're gonna we're gonna do some episodes. Definitely. Because we're we gonna need- we're gonna rage hard and rage long. Yeah, we're gonna rage real long and real hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, you take it easy. Happy All right, guys, Friday the thirteenth and ha- happy birthday to your mother. Happy Friday the thirteenth and happy birthday, mom. I love you. You're welcome, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right, y'all. Enjoy the show, everyone. All right, peace. All right, take out. Peace. Bruce. Can't stand that fucking guy. I don't fucking hate him. <laughs> Thank you.
we did it. I just hear, I just hear a bunch of people talking. I don't know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, three of them you've worked with on a movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you guys know me, and then the only one person you don't know is Richard, but Richard is uh, my co-host on this podcast. Well, there's another co-host, but he's out of town, so you're going to get just the two of us, and we're just going to have a fun conversation for like 30 minutes. Cool. Sounds good. All right, let's get this uh, bad boy started. All right. Well, thank you, first of all, everybody, for uh, for joining us and for um, going through the first round of telephone glitches and all the clicks <laughs> that we had. Um but yeah, thank you for taking some time and talking to us about your amazing uh, legacy that is Friday the 13th. Which still to this day like holds up true, so. Yeah, it still packs a punch. It sure does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think and that... that's thanks to those two guys you have on the phone there. Well, <laughs> you're, you had a small part in it as well, I think. Man Pandini, the master... Mike. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Let's let's do that first. Let's let's uh, let's introduce the uh, the amazing people. Let's have you guys introduce yourselves, though the people that we have on the line here. Um, uh, first, whoever wants to go first, you go first. Hi, I'm I'm Tom Savini. <laughs> Who do you want to be, Adrian? Sean Cunningham here. You should be Sean Cunningham. All right. I'm, I'm Harry Manfredini. Perfect. Oh, you can be. Can I be Victor Miller? Is that cool? Oh, sure. And I'll be Betsy I'm, Palmer. Oh, I'm going to channel oh. Betsy. Let's channel perfect. Betsy. Oh, Betsy'd be yeah. perfect. I would all Betsy, you will answer all Betsy Palmer questions. <laughs> and, and, and Victor and I will just sit and listen to you talk for the next hour. Okay. All Betsy's, all Betsy's. <laughs> you guys are she funny. She Betsy, though, I'll tell you. I oh, do, yeah. I do feel like uh, she's with us whenever we're at the convention. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. So, but I want to um, personally thank all three of you. I've been blessed to know you all over the last, uh, I think, three or four years now. At least. Yeah, since we've done the film festival. And I, I wanted to say thank you so much for the three of you uh, taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this podcast my friend Richard and I and then Trey um all met on a movie and we got along really well and we decided we would try our hands at a a podcast and we've been fairly successful so far we've done five shows and we're about to release uh six and seven and then as this special one as well our Friday the 13th reunion (laughs) what is it I said whoops it's on us now guys no you guys are great don't worry all right all right so you must, I bet you must have a question you want to ask us, or do you just call us to uh, see what we're doing? Uh, well, I mean, I, <laughs> that, that's pretty much what the podcast is. Like yeah. we usually, we usually just get together and, and just, just sort you know, of talk. have conversation and just, you know, go for it. Obviously, you know, the, the questions will, we, we usually try and ha- let those happen like organically, but with this kind of, you know, with this, with this movie, um, in particular, I know, I know it's probably, you've been throughout all the years you've been asked the same questions yeah, over and over again. I can imagine people don't know anything about Friday the 13th after 30 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like that, like with this, we wanted to just, you know, talk with you guys and then see, you know, with, you know, Friday the 13th, how, I guess how everything has, like seeing the, how everything has become what it is today and, and you know, a video game that just got released and, you know, you have, you have all these, these massive uh, sequels that follow. Um, what, you know, what is it like today living in the current day and looking back upon all this and knowing that you guys had a hand in, in you know, creating this universe? That's a good question. Well, thanks. Yeah, we'll Lady, ladies first. Uh, thanks, Harry. Well, I, actually, I was just going to um, turn it over to Victor and ask him, 
the, what the fans would, I think, really want to know, and that's what's the future of Friday the 13th. We were all involved in this wonderful little uh, perfect storm, as I like to refer to it, back in 1979. And it speaks for itself that it's still around, and it's, uh, it's certainly uh, here to stay. Uh, mm-hmm. But what's the future, Victor? And I think you might have insights into that. I'd have insights if um, if I knew what the results were going to be. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I have, I have no idea and can't talk about it. Um, yeah. Oh well, silly question. I, I won't know until the uh, federal judge in Bridgeport, Connecticut, comes up with a uh, a solution. Mm. Well, we certainly hope he'll speed things up. Well, I think Victor, I think you forgot that when we started this out. Uh, Betsy was actually Sean Cunningham, so you have to remember who's, who's answering and asking these questions. Yes, so. I do. From <laughs> beyond. From beyond, she's looking down and saying, okay, Victor, still your guts. Uh, I, have, I have no clue and uh, no guts. Um, I, I, have, <laughs> I have a question. I'm sitting, here, I'm sitting here totally powerless. Um, uh-huh. I've, I've done, you know. Made my statements, did my, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Your due diligence. Due diligence. Due diligence, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't do due diligence. I, vigilance. I, asked, I answered a lot of questions from the other side, and uh, they said their thing, and I said my thing, and uh, it's up to the, the federal judge. That's... So now we just wait, is that it, for the future that's, of our... That's what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think that's legally termed doo doo diligence. <laughs> it, it certainly is, Ollie. <laughs> oh, well, I, squared, yeah. yeah. Diligence squared. I have a question. I, I don't know if this has ever been asked in all the panels that I've been to. I've never heard it. But what is one of your favorite movies from? Uh, one of your favorite moments from the movie? Uh, or like memories but- that you have. From actually shooting, uh, filming on the set. Yeah, just something that might be personal to each one of you, like something that yeah. you know, a moment that you had with the film. Um, for me, it was just when I first showed up and uh, drove up there with every, you know, with the other counselors, uh, with uh, our group of new bio counselors, as we were referred to in one review. Uh, that um, it was just such an incredible feeling of anticipation and excitement of this could actually, you know, be something uh, extraordinary, or we may not finish it <laughs> because it was so <laughs> low budget. That was, that was, I was very excited, and so was uh, were all the um, kids, uh, as mm. we were at the time. We were just, you know, actors that were just getting going, and we were just, you know, very excited at the potential, at the possibilities, and to look back on that now, full circle, uh, and have gone through all of the uh, the moments on the set that were tough, but there, there were highlights. There were so many of them. Uh, it's hard to truly pick something out because there were really some great moments on that set with Betsy and and with uh, Kevin, and uh, you know, just. We became a family very quickly in that in that camp. <laughs> there was no choice. It yeah. must, and in that, in in that respect too, it must have once once all these, you know, once all the, you, you know, the your family here, once they all started getting killed off and killed off in in you know good old Friday the Thirteenth fashion, it must have been pretty crazy to see all that happen. See, see all the you know the the makeup effects and see you know everything kind of culminate must have been pretty crazy. 
Well, you truly, uh, you know, I didn't see Harry on, on at the camp. <laughs> you know, I didn't. And I, I, this I think maybe once or twice. I, I, think. I was there. I was there once. Yeah. Um, so it was like you know we kind of filmed in sequence mostly. So it truly was like seeing your family kind of killed off. Oh, bark! Oh, bark! One by one, but. Uh, and then it got down to the nitty-gritty with Bessie, and Sean Cunningham was really pretty smart about it. He, uh, he kind of kept us apart because I had a fe- uh, he had the feeling that we'd bond if he didn't. And uh, after the fact, uh, you know, when we reunited all of us at the conventions uh, how many thousands of years later, uh, he, was, he was right. He came very close to all of us. So. Uh, wow. But um, now, being Sean Cunningham, I'm I'm directing uh, this over to Harry. Harry, <laughs> what do you think? Well, I have a I have a question, and I'm and my my question actually is the Victor, and I'm trying to remember because uh, one thing I remember with you, Victor, is having dinner on Tenth Avenue at a little restaurant yes. after after a, uh, a like an assembly rough cut screening. Yep. Do you, do you remember that? Was it I, do. I do. That was that's the first time. Say that again. Napoleon. I'm not kidding. That's I went there too with Sean once and Steve. I think was that there. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was on Tenth Avenue, and there was a screening room was across the street, a little small place. It was on the second floor or something. Anyway, uh, what I remember, Chris, I remember having dinner with you and going like, this guy doesn't look like somebody who would have done this. But you know, because you were you were back in your uh, early uh, was it Yale or Harvard or I forget what school you went to some some smart ass school where they had smart people, but uh, but but I remember being at the screening and being cornered by uh, someone who they told me was one of the producers, and uh, I just remember being cornered after watching this movie and there were three guys sort of like standing around and this guy looked at me and he said, you think you could make this movie scary? (laughs) That's amazing. And I said, seemed pretty scary to me. I have never seen a movie like that in my entire life. I'm not a big, I'm not, I don't go to a lot of horror films and I didn't, you know, pick the ones that were out you know, uh, you know, recent from there, like Carrie or uh, or Halloween or anything like that. I never saw any. I didn't go to those movies, so I'm sitting there just kind of like, oh my, holy smoke! Yeah, it was every every one of them was like, oh my god, oh whoa, whoa! And so then he, this guy came up and said, "Do you think you can make this movie scary?" And I'm kind of like, "You did." I think it was pretty scary. So, <laughs> that was that was my first my first uh, feeling about this uh, this lifestyle that we're all living still. Right. My favorite moment was uh, watching uh, Tom Savini and his assistant come out from underneath the bed <laughs> um, after blowing uh, sheep's blood up through the arrow. <laughs> oh, after uh, when Kevin Bacon Kevin died. Bacon yeah. Dies. And they were covered. They were covered in blood. And Sean said, "What happened?" And he said, "Well, when I uh, when we started to hit the bulb to blow the blood up through the arrow, uh, the uh, the clamp let go, 
And so I had to blow the blood up through the arrow. And uh, <laughs> that's called taking one for the team in a low-budget movie. Right. And, that's, uh, hey. that's the beauty of And everybody applauded because there was no way they were going to be able to uh, reset that and, and start again. Not, uh, not to mention, I don't think we had any film left. I, I mean, you know, it, it, <laughs> shooting on back on the, in the day. So every yeah. frame counted. What is this film stuff you're talking about? I don't remember <laughs> ever hearing anything about Before your time, right, Harry? Yeah, it was before my time. Yeah. Before yeah. digital. All I know about is SD cards. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was in the cabin that day uh, also. We all squeezed in in there um, to watch that, that moment when uh, Tommy and Tasso were under the... Dead, doing their thing, or uh, you're right. That was an incredible day, Victor. Yeah. No, I'm, I will never forget that one. That was, and that then, was uh, pretty. Fabulous. Then finally, finally seeing it on screen, it was just absolutely magnificent, and and it was all because those guys uh, said, "Well, we can't do it again, so let's <laughs> stick your mouth stick your mouth on that tube and blow." <laughs> Right. That's so true about everything. Like I said, the perfect storm. Yeah. Um, I truly believe the fact that we didn't have a lot of money is what created all of the brilliance and the creativity. You know, you get creative when you have no money, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, the fact that everybody knew that it was either now or never, it, it kind of made it happen. Yeah. Uh, that you you just knew. I mean, there's a scene. Uh, most of my takes were first takes because, like I said, we didn't have money for extra film. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so there's a scene where um, I actually do myself uh, in as a character, uh, where Alice, uh, the body of Brenda, f- flies through the uh, the glass, and then it, that was Tommy. Uh, bundled up as uh, Brenda, uh-huh. and I have a raincoat on when that scene starts, and it gets stuck as part of the whole uh, reaction to her coming in and, and my, you know, being so horrified that my uh, my raincoat actually got caught on, on that, uh, what, the stove, I think it was, and for the rest of the movie, I was without a raincoat because we were not going to do that over. Sean said, that's Good, great gun, move on. Uh, you know? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, that's... So for the rest of the movie, no raincoat. Oh, man. Uh, my other, the only other famous, uh, favorite moments are when Sean and I went to interview uh, Betsy Palmer, who we are channeling right now, um, <laughs> at her home in, in Westport or wherever it was, uh, on the water. Um, she greeted me at the door as actors will do and she said oh i loved your screenplay it's just so grand guignol um fortunately i had a master's in theater so i knew what that was <laughs> uh, but and then to see her on in in the uh oh the uh the, the what you call it the comment section i guess in the warner brothers version for european distribution where she says, I read the script and it was such a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> but, but I needed a new car. Right. <laughs> because my car broke down on the Connecticut Thruway. Uh, oh, that's so funny. That's... And, and I, afterwards I said to her, I said, you actress will say anything to get a fucking role. Right. <laughs> and she said, oh, yeah. 
Oh, right. Well, you do remember, I'm sure, uh, Victor, when we were in Lexington and all of us were, like, up there for some uh, extra on a DVD that was going to be released set. Right, yep. And and she actually said those words out loud, and I was, like, again, horrified to upset me. And I gave her a... A, a, a jab in the ribs, and she goes, ah, come on, honey. Ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, real. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah but you have to remember, right. you have to remember, she got a Volkswagen Scirocco, which was like a really cool car in those days. <laughs> I, I, I remember she said, which, I, which I think translates I into hot wind. I'm not sure. Isn't that a hot wind, Victor? Well, I, just remember, I just remember that, um, before uh, the uh, before she was enlisted, um, it was supposed to be Estelle Parsons. Right. And then, oh wow. Yeah, and then um, Estelle, there was some sort of scheduling problem, so that she couldn't do it. So Sean said, "We got to hurry up and find uh, Mrs. Voorhees." And so he said, "Come on with me, and we'll go interview Betsy Palmer. She's interested." So uh, off we went and uh, and went to see her. And I think I, that was. I think magic. Betsy Palmer was such a magical choice because. Yes. Her persona was so not Mrs. Voorhees. I mean, these two guys we're talking to are too young to remember, but they don't remember <laughs> Betsy Palmer, what she was on well, television. Do. No, we do. Well, we do, but yeah. they don't. You know? I, remember, I, I remember her and Mr. Roberts as a nurse. Right. Uh, right. Coming ah. aboard Woman. the ship. Yeah. Yeah. So she was beautiful. Beautiful. I loved, uh, I loved the way she talked about uh, screwing her way through most of the leading men in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, um, she actually, I, uh, my 13-year-old niece and I she were invited to dinner at her uh, beautiful brownstone off of Central Park. Uh, and I brought some of my survivors to Raw Harry, and she loved her red wine, didn't she? Oh, uh, yeah. As we all do. And... Um, as the dinner was going uh, and, and uh, the wine was flowing, uh, Betsy started to regale uh, in front of my 13-year-old niece uh, <laughs> uh, uh, her, her uh, exploit, uh, specifically with James Dean. And I went, oh, Bet- wow. Wow. Betsy, she's only 13, and she responds, Honey, if she doesn't know it now, she's going to learn it pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as I finish this bottle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the motto but, uh, right there. Oh, no. Yeah. She, she did finally come to uh, embrace Mrs. Voorhees, but we know she had a rough time when it first came out. Yeah, yeah well, and remember, what was it, Gene Shallot who said that Sean and I should be sent to prison for the movie? Oh, yes, and, and oh, wow. didn't he give away her name and address or phone yep. number? Yep. On, yep. And oh my gosh, yeah, times were different then. Yeah, Gene, and, and what's Gene Shallow doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll bet you he's not on a phone doing a podcast. That's yeah. right. He's definitely not on this one right here. Yeah. This, this he's podcast, dead, isn't he? Well, besides that, we did. We did. <laughs> well, we can cha- I, I, you know, I just, I, I hate it. Channeling him? Yeah, let's just channel no, him. No, I'm not channeling him. But I, I, I remember when I, back when I lived back east, you know, he was on the radio or on the television all the time, you know, with his stupid movie reviews, you know, and his mustache and his hair and the whole thing, and you know, and here's, and here's, you know, 600 people's lives who who dedicated two years of their lives. To making some movie, and this clown comes out in four minutes. If they gave him four minutes, 
and goes like, oh, this is a crappy movie. Thanks, you. Back to you, Chuck. You know? Yeah. And then uh, and I go like, oh, wow, you're really brilliant. I mean, at least Roger Ebert wrote an article or something or, <laughs> or said something. But yeah, like I mean, I just hated Gene Shalit. I hated him. I thought he, I thought he actually helped us. Um, well, of course he helps because oh, yeah. it, because he hated it so much. Everybody goes like, "Well, we've got to see this." Yeah, yeah. Well, this, how bad people, can it be? If these people should go to prison for this movie, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. right, right. Before they right. set away. Right. And it right. lasted all summer in New York, you yeah. know, and uh, and the lines didn't stop, which is so uh, you know things like that don't happen these days. They they yank it after uh, you know a couple of weeks or something. Right. Right. Okay, I'm sorry I said bad shit about Gene Shower. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's a wonderful well, man. A wonderful well, man. Well, I guess he's he, all if right. He's, if he's in heaven in the in the actors uh, area of heaven, um, then he and, they have uh, subgenres. Are chatting. Well, They're maybe. chatting. They're chatting right now. That's, That's right. Good. Yeah. Maybe. They're looking down fondly and going. Oh, maybe, maybe he's doing a he's doing a blog in yet an alternate universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everything's been reduced to. Yeah, now that you brought up, you know Estelle Parsons, and I realized you would be the person, and they still ask this, and it's even on IMDb, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I have this opportunity to ask you. All right. Was there ever a moment where Sally Fields was considered to play Alice? I mean, come on. Oh, wow. I don't I don't remember that. I certainly have no memory of that, but then I'm seventy seven now and uh, <laughs> but, um, I I can't remember most people's names, but I don't think Sally Fields I don't think so either. I don't I couldn't imagine I Sally Fields even thinking about it. And not with that budget either. <laughs> good no, film. not on that budget. <laughs> exactly, right? Laugh her way all the way to her credit rating. Yeah. <laughs> that would have uh, been a big turn for uh the flying nun. <laughs> But I figured I'd had the opportunity to finally ask yeah. you. I think uh, I think W.C. Fields was actually interviewed for one of the parts. <laughs> More likely. He'd rather be in Philadelphia. Right. Well, and he was at the time, yeah. Um, so I do a lot of, like, I just got back from filming on location, and I, I film on location constantly. What was the weather like? Like, what time of year did you guys shoot the movie? And what was the we weather like? We started the day after Labor Day. Oh. Uh, uh, so it was beautiful for the first couple of weeks. It was, as we all know, Camp Noby Bosco in Blairstown, New Jersey, of course. Yeah. Uh, when we first got there, we thought that was north, uh, the, uh, an Indian name, Noby Bosco, but it turned out to be a North Bergen Boy Scouts. Okay. And, uh, and then uh, the weather got colder and colder and colder. And, of course, we, it took us three separate times to uh, do the final scene where uh, Jason's in the, uh, as a child on screen. With Ari Lehman, yeah. Popped out of the canoe. And uh, by the time we finally did the last one, it was, um, I'm guessing, the middle of October. I have it in my little diary or journal from there but it's probably the second week of october and in new jersey it was getting cold and you can see the leaves are all turning color i remember it's, i remember they had to pull uh 
in one shot, if I remember Sean telling me that uh, they had to pull one of the tree branches out of the back of the shot because it had turned so brown. Absolutely. And you'll notice, like, it's supposed to be, you know, summer, spring, getting ready for camp, and it's right. at least fall colors. But, um, again, low budget. We had no uh, money for wetsuits or anything like oh, that. Geez, yeah. Uh, had one change of clothing, um, and of course, no stunt people. So uh, that scene was chilly for Tommy and Sean and Ari and me and right. anybody else who was standing in the water. So, uh, wow. it, well worth it, though. Looking back, man. Yep. Death, no, it's death, such an amazing death, moment in the movie. One of the best scares in cinematic history. I agree. It, yep. it, it's definitely you're, you're. See, that's the thing is that this Friday the Thirteenth is such a good example of what true independent filmmaking is. Yeah. And oh, er- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. and everything you guys have talked about today is just like, you know, it, it, it kind of like, we, we, like me and Michael, are both in the independent filmmaking business too. So like, we we have like our own set of like war stories and everything. So it's cool to hear like the, you know, your guys' war stories, which is, you know, yeah. it's, it's absolutely amazing. Well, I was, I was busy working uh, on spec on all kinds of other things because uh, I had no money. Were you already <laughs> on All My Children at writing for All My Children? No, I didn't, I didn't get that till 81 or 82. Uh, yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know you had, I didn't know you had children, H.M. Right? <laughs> all my children. <laughs> oh, oh, all your children. <laughs> my, my first job after Friday the 13th was um, One Life to Live. Ah. Oh wow! Asa and Bo. So which yeah. which uh, shows did you win your um, Emmys for then, Victor? Uh, I got three Emmys for all my children because that's the one I really love to do. It was the, the only one that had a sense of humor, <laughs> <laughs> which is important. It, it did indeed. Do you know? Uh, here's a really trippy thing, Victor, and I don't think you even know this. And if you do, may, uh, maybe um, I was actually on All My Children. I screen tested for it in 1984. <laughs> And I got the screen test. This was, uh, and just in a quick note, um, this was after uh, I had the serious stalker problem when the film came out. And then I ran off to London and Rod, uh, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, took me in. And I did Shakespeare with them and thought all was better and came back. And my agent sent me up to this screen test for all my children. And I'm trying to remember the role. I'll think of it in a second. Dr. Hoberman. Did you write Dr. Hoberman? Because I was Dr. Hoberman for a very short amount of time because I was in the wings and had my first anxiety attack while I was acting ever because acting was just part of my world since I was a kid. And that's when I knew I was doomed to voiceover. Well, not doomed, but voiceover. <laughs> that's not a thing. I was off on camera for um, for quite a while until uh, I found decent therapy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but that's what changed my my, my whole uh, career and thinking in terms of acting. I, I went into voiceovers for 20 years, which really was my savior. Uh, because I was able to still keep a pinky in the game, and still, you know, and and go and play on films like Titanic or uh, you know Gilbert Grape or whatever, uh, doing wonderful things. But uh, but yeah, I was actually Doctor Hoberman, and I had big red glasses, and they tried to make me older looking, which was pretty funny when you I think back to it. Well, uh, we're honored <laughs> to have two doctors on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> So 
know, what, uh, what did news? you remember writing um, any character of that name? Well, it certainly sounds very familiar because it, I knew somebody named Hoberman, and ah. uh, I was always using somebody's name. Right, uh, right. Yeah. So, so I, for, I, I probably so our paths crossed very, very briefly. Yes, ships, in, another, ships in the night. Absolutely. On paper. You crossed on paper. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I have um, one of the things I think is important is is helping um, younger filmmakers always um, establish themselves. So I I don't know if you guys get this often, but being an actress and a composer and a writer, like, do you guys get the opportunity to give advice often to other filmmakers that are like in the in the wings behind you taking? You know, I'd love if you guys would just give some advice on like what. Well, I want to. I want to comment on Harry. Oh, please uh, do. I've, I've I want to comment on Victor. Right. I want to comment on Victor too. Well, well <laughs> please. <laughs> okay, you guys, go ahead. Good. I remember Harry at uh, one of the conventions sitting with this kid for about thirty minutes, going over his uh, score for the not Harry's score, but the kid's score for something, and I was so impressed. Um, he was just helping this kid in. Incredibly, and um, I was, uh, you know, I was knocked uh, knocked away because it was just such a, a loving act. I, on the other hand, um, I have a standing offer to people uh, on the internet that if they want to send me their screenplays, I will note it for free. Um, because oh, that's I don't awesome. Like, I don't like those guys who say I'll read your screenplay for three hundred and seventy-five dollars or something like that. I just think yeah. that's that's crappy. But. Um, the you know the the pension from the Writers Guild and all those years twenty five years in soap opera have not left me without funds. Yes, um, and so I don't need I don't need their three hundred seventy five dollars to to read their screenplay and and I really enjoy it. It's fun and I now that I've got this down the street here in Alameda, California. There are two brothers who are writing a horror movie mm-hmm. and uh, they're about a block and a half away from my house. I just saw the father this morning and I said, what the hell, who are these kids that are writing me? And uh, he said, well, one's 14 and one's 17. And he said, and in their room, they've got all these things pasted on the wall and the, and the windows and everywhere else, all these scenes for their horror movie. And I said, well, um, I'm, I'm trying to help them. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's great fun, and I, I really do enjoy it. I learned a few things. I mean, 25 years in soap opera, I got more education in craft than I'd ever had uh, with my lovely masters in um, in theater. I can read people's, I can read plays that uh, have already been produced. <laughs> nice. And, and Victor, that's seriously what keeps us all young is, I think, giving back. I, too, am yeah. blessed with with being in a, in a place in, uh, of... Of just uh, not having to worry about funds, and it's it allows you to be magnanimous. And of course, I'm always looking for a good script. And I have to say that I found a a, a young writer uh, named Alex Mattingly, and again, this crosses over to Harry. Manfredini, the wonderful maestro. Um, <laughs> he met his director, uh, who was with me at Monster Palooza, because I, I, he went through the channels of getting the script to my agent. My agent sends it to me. Otherwise, I have you know hundreds of scripts, and yep. six, I, you know, I can't do what you can do. I just can read them and know if they're going to work for me or not. Yep. Um, and so this was a seven-minute short that just really 
what what got me to begin with is they were shooting it on 16 millimeter. Then they went through uh, SAG to go um, low budget SAG for me. So I was very impressed with how they put it together so professionally. I did forgot to mention uh, the writer was 23 and so is the director, and they already have a couple of films under their belt. Wow. And um, I was so impressed with what I saw that I sent it to Harry and said, this is the kid that was sitting next to us at Moscalooza, the, the kid, the director. And it, it blew my mind what came back. And... Harry wrote back to me, whoa, and sure enough, he did the music for it. Oh, wow. And we now have this seven-minute short that's actually going to premiere at the Idaho Horror Film Festival. This, are, we, are you airing this on Friday the 13th in October? Yes, yes, that's, that's when it's okay, going to come so out. So I am in Idaho today, in Boise, Idaho, <laughs> and I am so proud to represent... Um, this little film called Admonition, but I believe they're changing the title to Hear Me, okay. Hear Me, because no one knows what admonition means. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Especially with this generation, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, people think it's ammunition or what, you know, have to, or have to Google the word. So yeah. there's, uh, I think they're changing it to Hear Me, but the point is no money. They had no money. Yeah. Um, we, I did this because it really excited me as an actress. I'm always looking to help young independent filmmakers to get to the next rung because that's what I'm able to do, right? You know, yeah. I'm yep. in that position that I can give a, a leg up to somebody who has the talent, um, who has the passion. And that's what is missing out of so many films today. So when you actually read a good script, you're like, yes, let me help you. Let me let me help you get this to the next place that we can, if I can help you do that. So uh, I think the three of us feel very similar in that respect. Yeah, I think, let me just chime in. Uh, thank you, Victor and, and, and Adrian for that. But, uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, first of all, you, you get very little chance to actually sit and talk with composers. So it's always, I, I'm, I'm ready to, to go, you know, go the distance with them because I, I especially, you know, you know, this kid had a lot of talent. I remember this conversation. And I, and I do it a lot. I mentor a few uh, young composers who send me stuff. But I also, I, I'm not in a situation where I don't need the money. So I'll be happy to read any script for 300 <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, anyway, but I do read a lot of scripts, as a couple of you already know. I yes, read, uh, yes I read I, I've been. And I read. You've read a few read of mine, Michael's as well. So, but I I read a lot of scripts, and uh, I like doing that. I really do, and I, you know. I didn't know you could get three hundred seventy-five hours for it. Holy crap! I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I gotta put on my reading glasses right now and knock off about. Uh, does this uh, mean I'm getting an invoice? Anyway, no, it's, oh, it, we, we all do this. We all do this because, yeah. you know, I, I will bet that somewhere along the line, each one of us. Somebody, I mean, I could list a whole bunch of people yeah. who took me under their wing and said, hey, do this or, or yeah. do that. And I'm sure Adrian and I'm sure Victor, the same thing. So you, you do it. You're always, you're always giving back. I mean, when I saw the little movie that Adrian was in, I'm kind of like, holy crap, this guy makes a good movie. And he tells a story visually. 
and it was it was wide open for music, right? I don't know how much. Oh, yeah. oh, and I have to tell you, the music is fabulous, Harry. It just well, it was it was easy because there was no dialogue. <laughs> there was almost no dialogue. There was very little dialogue. I mean, you have you have like you know ninety five percent of the dialogue, right? Uh, yeah, and, and that was like three lines, wasn't it? <laughs> well, three or four lines. I mean, it, but it was it was all visual. But I but had it was, sign language. I seriously did. I had right, you signed. Yeah, she signed. That's right. She signed because the uh, the character that is it's your daughter who right. is deaf, and right. that's that that's where the hear me comes in. Right. Uh, oh. So she, they're signing back and forth. So they're saying stuff, but they're not. Saying, it was pretty you know, cool. It was just very, it was very, very cool. Very, very cool movie, and and you know, tight, very tight. Yeah, which I really liked too. And you know, you're searching as uh, I am always searching for a diamond in the rough because I love to act still. But yeah, that kid, that kid is a talent. He's a talent. Oh, he's he's going to do something. I swept them up. <laughs> I'm like I'm his fairy godmother. It's like oh. <laughs> So yeah, he's, he's gonna he's gonna do something. Yeah. Oh, you know it, you know it. So I just got the script in actually yesterday for the full length feature. So we'll see what happens with the short. Oh, so. that's amazing. Well, yeah. Yeah, three seventy five. I'll be happy to read it. <laughs> how, about, how about a case of Crystal Lake wines? In that case, I'll read it three times. <laughs> I must say, the Friday the Thirteenth is the gift that keeps on giving. You know who it sure is. It's it, it, you know of all the things to have actually uh, spawned its own wines. That is now. I'm. I just. Um, we're celebrating our seventh harvest. Uh, Congratulations! This season, and uh, I have a new one coming out that I have to plug. Please it's do. called Campfire. And it's a Pinot Noir. I got I nailed from the uh, Valley View Winery, my winemaker there, at this beautiful Pinot Noir. And uh, I do the labels, and I paint the labels, and I sign each and every bottle. And uh, and it's just it's just an amazing thing. It really is. And so I thank you, Victor. <laughs> I thank you, Harry. <laughs> well, I'm just You're welcome. I'm, I'm sorry I stopped drinking in 1989. I know. I, I, that's why you haven't gotten a case of wine. Well, yes. me, and, me and Michael always, and whenever we do podcasts, we always drink. We currently are having... Drink, I'm um, having a glass of wine beverage. right now. Yeah, so, we're drinking oh, right great. now. Oh, great. So I'll definitely have a, I'll have a glass for you, Victor. Don't worry. What time? I'm having lemon water. I don't know. What I drink doing. white wine. That's my favorite. I'm smoking a cigar in my backyard. So he's perfect. Oh, man, this is a... Terriers between my legs. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, See, this is great. Why well, drink white wine? Be cute. <laughs> Adorable is... terriers. Yeah. We love our doggies. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Well, I drink yeah. white wine. No, Adrian. Adrian's wine is quite good. I, 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 I tell Adrian this story, and it's true. There's a bunch of us who just get around every once in a while, and we have a, uh, we have a, like a wine tasting thing, and everybody brings a, a, a bottle of wine blind. You, you go out and get a bottle of wine, and so so for laughs, I brought Adrian's uh, Survivor Syrah to the. Uh, I think uh, yeah, it was a Survivor Syrah. Right. I brought it. I bought. I brought it. You know, and I didn't tell anybody what it is. I just closed it up. And these, I mean, these people were bringing some serious wine. I mean. So do you know, they all have like paper bags on them. Or something? Everything has a paper bag on it. They're just number number oh six. You know, right now, 
you know, and so no one knows what anything is. So, I mean, and we, you were up against some majorly expensive wines and uh, we came in second and everybody went, it's Friday the 13th wine. What the hell is that? You know, they're going like, Hey, it came in second. Get out of here. Really? Well, you know, I don't, I wouldn't put my name on anything unless it was fabulous. And I, and I, and I won and I won a, uh, what are they, what do they call like a wine, fancy wine cork thing with it. So it was a pretty good deal. And I got to drink the wine too. Which is even good. Man, that's no, no, no. You know, like gift. they have like little uh, decorated things, like you put it in your wine and keep it, close it up to recork it. Oh, like a cork, yeah. Recork wine? I know. I don't get it either, Victor. I don't get it either. What the hell is that? I don't know. I don't. That's why, that's Man, why I have I've to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who needs a cork? Just finish the bottle. I usually yeah. stop when it's empty. Yeah. Yeah. No, but no, like after sometimes when you open it, you want to just cover it back up. Every know? bottle, every <laughs> bottle you open, you finish. Yeah. I get you, Harry. No. Now we're now now we're into now we're into a topic. It's <laughs> yeah, that's Wait a minute. Let's, let's get stuff. into some wine. All right. Yeah, well, right. welcome hey, to WSMG Podcast. Smooth. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame you don't smoke cigars, uh, because we could really go. Yeah. Harry, Harry, and I, Harry and I, whenever we've been together, have, uh, have been the uh, the cigar connoisseurs. Connoisseurs. Kind of, kind of, kind of sores. Yeah, kind of sores. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think, Harry, you and Betsy once shared a cigar. Uh, well, I, I've shared many things with Betsy. <laughs> oh, God. I have a mental picture I don't want. No, no, that's Oh, uh, no, 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 she was, oh, my God, I, I love that woman. She okay. was so cool. She was so cool. She was the best. I love I've her. never enjoyed a cigar so much. Do you ever, did you, I mean, uh, there was a one, one of my favorite stories is in Chicago, and I think, I think you were there. I uh, was. The, uh, it was like 46 below or something, and I was up, I was up to like, we were up to like 4 o'clock in the morning in this hotel, we ordered pizzas at four o'clock in the morning, and because it was just crazy. Anyway, and Betsy was, well, Betsy was going, "Oh, how are things going? You know, the, you know, I'll have some pizza." Anyway, at nine o'clock, we come down to start the table at, at this convention, and the only two people are there are Betsy and me, and me. And she looks and she goes. Where are all these people? This is very unprofessional. And I I can barely see straight. I'm half asleep. But she's like, no, it says 9 o'clock. We should be here at 9. I'm going, I don't know how you're doing it, man. (laughs) It was a Sunday morning. And and when I got there at 11 or whatever it was, (laughs) I said, Betsy, you notice there's nobody here waiting online because they were all partying last night, too. And she goes, well, I don't care. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here at nine o'clock. This is it. This is we're supposed yep. to be here. Yep. You got yep. a call sheet. Yep. Yep. Sounds <laughs> professional. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've lost Michael and his friends. No, you guys I are know. great. We're, we're sitting here honest. listening. We've lost Michael and his friends. <laughs> no, no, we're we're here. We just we've we've been uh we've we've just been like marveling and like you know just listening. You, you, you guys have the best it. reports. Yeah, amazing. seriously, you guys are are kind of telling the story already. So we're just like. Let's have a you know conversation. You guys are handling it, but, but we do have a but we do have a question. 
So right. seeing in the, in the in the vein of this being Friday the Thirteenth, are any of you guys superstitious? By chance? Nah. Nah. Well, I know you're not Victor. You not Victor and I talk a lot because uh, we become good friends. And we wrote a screenplay together. And we did write Ooh. a screenplay together. Oh. And I would love it. It was too expensive to make, but it was a great screenplay. I know. Well, oh, give me yeah. time. I still think I I I think I uh, it's going to happen. I, I'm positive that we're going to get this movie out in the world. May it be so. <laughs> Is there a part for a mature counselor? That- <laughs> oh, you could be a nurse. Oh, it's a nur- It's a horrible hospital. It's wonderful. Yeah, okay. perfect. Ooh, let me read it, guys. I'll help. All right, I'll we'll send it to you this week. All right. All right. And Harry's, you, could be, Harry's- you could be you could be Nurse Holberman. <laughs> hey! we'll, we'll change the name. Promoted from a doctor to a nurse. I'll take it though. But then you could get your like own prequel. Yeah, you, know, you get like the you know little side sequel. I love it. I love it. Let's. Oh. let's- Let's all work together again. All right. Well, Victor, we have our work cut out. We have a whole other storyline to work on now. A whole other script. <laughs> well, you guys better get busy. <laughs> well, actually, Victor's one of the, the best people I ever write with because um, sitting in the vein of helping, I mean, not that I'm like, I'm not young, but I'm not old. It was one of the best experiences I've had was working and writing a script with Victor because he's so knowledgeable and he taught me so much. So I, I never, I don't know if I've ever told you, but I wanted to say thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. I I love it. I, because of the soap opera business, where it's five or six people at a table shooting ideas out, and uh, and it's uh, it doesn't work for people who are serious playwrights because they like their own words, and uh, but you have to. So uh, I've written a screenplay with um, with Harry, and uh, well, we no. Um, let's see, wait a minute. I wrote a screenplay with Michael and his friend. Yes, and uh, we did it on Skype. And Skype is wonderful. Yeah. You, just, you sit there and you trade ideas back and forth and you say, okay, you guys write uh, the scene from here to there and I'll write the scene from there to there and then you guys finish that. Yeah. And it, it works. And then I I also wrote a screenplay with Peter Fonda. And, That's uh, right, yes. A, child, a childhood friend of mine. That's and awesome. I shop that around. And, uh, and I, I do my best work on Skype because I like somebody else's ideas. And uh, the... the the stuff just gets better and better. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. A real collaboration. Yeah. Well, it, it was. I mean, I'm like, it was an honor when you when you said we wanted to write with me. I was like, oh. uh, no, what? Like, yeah, it was something I was never expecting. And I remember when I was growing up, my cousin was such a huge fan of Friday the Thirteenth, and it was always hard for me to watch him because it scared me so much. Yep. And so years later, when <clears throat> I watched my film festival and we met and we did the thirty year reunion of Friday the Thirteenth. He was laughing at me because he's like, I can't believe all these years it was my favorite, you know, horror film and you didn't like it. And now you're writing a screenplay with the the guy who wrote it. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's life for you. But I, I had well, such my, a great time working with you. My favorite moment in, in I don't really like the, the, the horror convention so much because I got to fly there. Uh, of course. Otherwise it would be, otherwise <laughs> oh, it would be I know. Oh, it's just awful. That was worse. In San Antonio, this mother came up with these three children, all under 12. And she said, oh, so pleased to meet you. My kids have seen all of Friday the 13th. And I said, I'm calling Child Protective Services. <laughs> it's, it is amazing what uh, a seven-year-old child will watch these days and think it's great. Yeah. I, some of them, some of them, they, they laugh. They laugh. Yeah. At, you know. yeah. It's weird. It's the desensitizing, I think, from video games. I think that, Betsy, yeah. Betsy DeVos is going to take Friday the 13th and make, make it required. 
She probably will. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you? What do you all think of the the video game? Have you? Have, has well, anyone played? Harry it? worked on it. Harry knows. Harry, Harry's all about it. Well, I, I I do nothing but think about it all day. I have to write twelve more minutes of it. Oh, nice. This weekend. Oh, yeah. oh my lord. Uh, it's doing it, well it, though, isn't it? Uh, I think so. the The video game really it's it itself isn't like out in the markets. It was only available as a download before. But oddly enough, on October thirteenth, which is oddly enough is a Friday. That's when the uh, today I think. Yeah, yeah. That's it's when this today. is going to be released. So yeah, it's, it's today. It's going to be the the actual where you could go to a Walmart or somewhere and buy it. Oh, nice. Uh, is October thirteenth, but there's there's a ton of music yet to be written and a ton of they're working on it like twenty four seven. I mean, yeah, it's, that's it's awesome. crazy. So, but evidently it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Evidently, it's the game itself. Evidently, is a lot of fun. What they're releasing on October 13th is called the single-player version, where you don't play with seven other people. Oh, and, nice. Okay. But what's interesting is that a lot of people have all of these friendships and, and people who got to know each other were seven people who were playing the game because you can talk to the other people who are playing yeah. while you're playing it, even though you don't know who they are. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fun. And uh, so you can work together, you know, to try to win or whatever. Whatever you do, I don't, I'm not a game player. I don't, I don't really, yeah, the, quite understand it. But uh, I just, you know, I just keep cranking out music, and uh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing like 12 minutes of 12 to 20 minutes a week yeah. for oh, the wow. next six weeks. And, oh wow! Uh, Good for you, man. That's awesome. The one thing we should I be there. About the game, Harry. That's wonderful. Is since we haven't had a sequel since 2009 in our yeah. little franchise, Friday the 13th, it's keeping us uh, just in the public's eye until Victor has has a good season and the right decision by the courts to uh, make this puppy come back to home. Come back well, well come I mean, back. you know, come back to Sheba. <laughs> Sheba, come back, old Sheba. Whatever happened to whatever happened to Sheba? Uh, I don't think she came back home. So uh, no, but I mean, it's it, it is, and it's keeping things alive. And I think somewhere down the pike, uh, there will be another movie. I'm sure it's it's one way or the other. It's like, a cash cow. There's no, you can't you can't stop those cash cows. Yeah. You know? But I hope but, uh, I pray that the sequel is is something that. The, well, it's not stupid. I no, pray that the sequel fans, is not stupid. Fans have been so patient. This is my feeling. They deserve a real sequel, not just something for the box office, right? Agreed. Sir? Yes. 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 Absolutely. I think I think plot and character would be a good. That's a good start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back to basics, eh? Oh yeah, what the hell? You I mean, know, it'd be kind of cool to do a prequel, maybe, like Victor of like. Not, I carry this, but Victor may not, and I'm pretty sure Michael and Richard don't. Um, I got this the last version of the script because I was in the running for Mrs. Voorhees, and uh, Betsy had given me her blessings before she passed in one of her finer moments. Hi. If, if anyone could pull it off, you could pull it off. <laughs> and 
And um, <clears throat> and uh, when I tell you that the script, uh, the fans would have hated it. I was never so relieved because I was. The funny thing is, I made it through the casting crisis, and my agent actually had to say to the casting people, you know, uh, they said, well, we ha we're sending it over to Paramount now to the big guys. They have the final casting decision. And we want you to know right now they need a name. And, and Marilyn, my agent for over, God, 35 years now, um, who's been patient, very patient with my on-screen career, um, said, if you want to see, you know, uh, what matters to the fans and an A-list to horror fans, then just go to the conventions. That's where mm -hmm. you find out who's your A-lister. And I said, Marilyn, I'm never going to get it. Don't worry about it. And then I read the script and I went, you know what? If it happens, fine. If it doesn't happen, it's probably the best thing. And it didn't happen. And I'm so relieved because a piece of shit does not say enough about it. But, <laughs> but wow. uh, yeah. Is that, is that the one that Paramount passed on? No, what happened, what, well, yes and no. They didn't pass on it. They were, they were nurturing and nurturing and nurturing it, and they were all ready. To, I mean, they literally had the camp in Atlanta all ready to go. And um, it was up, uh, I think it's when the, the remake of The Ring came out uh, in oh, January. Yeah. They said no more. Close, close it down. That's, that, it, it died, so... They got they got scared. That's the story we got. I don't yeah. know the real story. I don't, I don't get any stories. All I all I get is occasionally a fan will say something. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. And then people ask me questions like, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know. I don't what, want it. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, we I know the fans and I. You know, we we have a vested interest in the next. Equal. Um, needless to say, we, we hope it comes back to Daddy. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice. Well, uh, light on a candle. Yeah, I will. Light another candle. I love that. Well, it's October. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's Friday the thirteenth right now as we're speaking, supposedly. Mm -hmm. And so, light everybody a light a candle. Everyone light <laughs> a candle. Everybody Now's the time. Candle. Oh, it is. Oh, wait a minute. It is Friday the thirteenth. That's when you're showing us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. It's yes. Friday the thirteenth right now as we're oh, speaking. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa, well, whoa. Oh, by the way, the game came out today. <laughs> so go buy the game. It's, it's oh. amazing. I mean, it was it was so easy. I have no problem. It's, it's really great. <laughs> Finished it ahead of time, and I finished it ahead of time. I didn't know. I feel so much better now. <laughs> what a relief! So I'm so, gonna read a couple of scripts for three hundred seventy-five. <laughs> so for all the all the people out there, all the all the people that want to uh, that want to send scripts to Harry, go ahead and send them. And you know, three hundred and seventy-five is the minimum. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> or I don't know. Save money. Pages. Save money and <laughs> send them to Victor. Tell account Harry. Right. Or you can save money and send everything to Harry uh, but, to Victor. But right. Th just, yeah. just save but it. Thank you again for for joining us and and talking with us. You know regarding you know the amazing legacy that you guys have created. Um, we're honored to have you guys on the show and thank you again for for being here with us. This was like the funnest hour I've ever had. Are they are they saying goodbye, Harry? Well, we can't wrap it up. No, it's been an hour, and we hey, want. Hey, when do I, when do I get to see y'all again? When what's going on? When, this is a book. Some, somewhere, or, or maybe I should say, let's when, let's when do a live will be show. The last time okay. I saw you since this will actually be in October. 
Well, I'm at the Idaho Horror Film Festival. I'm the host this year. Okay. Ooh. Never, say. Adrian, you, you, come on over today. You just, you, just, you just said Idaho. I don't know if you want to be saying that. Idaho. Idaho. That's a little personal. Idaho. That's a little personal. Idaho. Yes. But no, uh, all right, so you're in Idaho on Friday the 13th, is that what Idaho you're saying? Idaho Horror Film Festival premiering, hear me, and then we play Friday the 13th. 13th. Remember that little movie? We're playing. And where, are, where are you the week after that? Uh, where are you? Where are you next week? Oh my hope! <laughs> no, at, no. At, it's the Lake Winery. <laughs> oh no, but I don't mean next week. Next week, I mean the October twentieth. Re- tw- yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where are you? <laughs> where are you? I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm in uh, San Antonio. Oh, nice. I'm in San Antonio, and I understand it's it's dry there, and there's a, there's something called a river walk or something. I think oh, I have a I think I have a doctor's appointment that day. <laughs> right. My husband's calling me on his cell phone. <laughs> oh, God. Well, oh my lord! I think this is Seriously. a good. This you, is a good. You completely blew my mind that I didn't realize this is, this is what we're saying right now isn't going to be said for. Three well, months. I think it'd be so fun. by now, I actually have that campfire uh, Pinot Noir available if anybody wants to order. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. Heck yeah, heck yeah. We, we I'm always... definitely going to order that. Oh, and I've already had two bottles, and it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fine wine audience. Oh, I, listen, I'm a, yeah. Well, uh, we're going to, we're All definitely right. going to buy some, yeah. so that way we can I definitely can't wait to during the podcast. Oh, it's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule of making hope games. Hope to see and you movies. all soon. Victor, it's it? long. I hope to see you soon. And Harry? Right. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Tutti. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. And we'll be sending this full script to Victor of Admonition, or a.k.a. Hear Me. And uh, so hopefully this time next year uh, we'll be seeing more of it. Beautiful. Alla prossima volta. Thank you. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much. Happy Friday the 13th. Thank you, guys. guys. All All right. right. So long. Ciao for now. All right. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of When Straight Meets Gay, our uh, Friday the 13th reunion. And I want to say thank you to Adrian King, Victor Miller, and Harry Manfredini. I'm speechless. (laughs) They're amazing. I mean, the thing is, is that... You know, like usually you you can't get us to shut up. I know. And <laughs> and today it was like, let's shut up. Yeah, let's just shut up let's and let them talk. Shut up and let these beautiful people talk. And and that was like one of the best podcasts I've ever yeah. done. And and they're truly amazing and they're inspiring us even to this day. And it makes me want to record more podcasts once we stop this one. <laughs> you know? And we miss you, Trey. And, we love you. And nah, uh, that's sorry. not true, dude. He no. doesn't miss you, bro. He no. he hasn't mentioned you once. Wait. Dude. Hey, write us and let us know if you want Trey still on the show. Yeah, how about everybody, just all the, all the fans, <laughs> just uh, DM us. Don't send nudes to, definitely not to that guy. No. Don't send them. Maybe to uh, uh, Cologne over here, right? <laughs> but either way, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been the Friday the 13th episode. Spooky. <laughs> and we want to wish you a happy Halloween. Yes, and watch some scary movies out there. Uh, you know, 
right now i guess technically it's october 13th so you know it's been out for a while i'm sure there's going to be some other stuff out make sure you go and support some horror movies there's a lot going on um universal right now has uh horror nights going on and then not scary farm which is amazing i go every year and the queen mary yeah queen mary dark harbor um excuse me and you know i'm trying to go for a good pitch Good uh, good night, everybody. Anyways, uh, WSMGpodcast.com, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. That's true. He, what he said. All right. Take care, y'all. And hold on. Uh, Trey wants to say something. Bye, y'all. <laughs> you did a good job. Thanks. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.